Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another wonderful action and beer-packed episode of Post and Pints. That's right, boys and girls, the perfect combination of alcoholic banter and my MLS dreams and my bracket going straight down the toilet. Thanks, Minnesota. As always, you have myself, Matt, doing my best leading the charge here. And unfortunately, we're a little shorthanded, but... Dre, you are here. We are. I am we are, here. We are. We are ready to talk MLS. We are ready to talk MLS semifinal round two action or round Con- three action conference and, finals. And we are going in to what will be, in my opinion, an extremely exciting MLS Cup final. Forget what's going on this year. Can we like take the time to appreciate that there from this league has been nothing but fuego soccer. I mean, even going back to the MLS is back tournament, I remember those episodes. The MLS is back tournament was not only a success in terms of like health and all that, but it was a fun ass tournament. That tournament was really, really fun. Some of those games, San Jose came out of nowhere. Wondolowski was on fire. You know, there was it was just a fun tournament overall. And yeah, this season in general has been pretty fun. And honestly, like, I feel like this is the season I've had the opportunity of getting some of my buddies who are like specifically just watch European soccer. Like, this has been the year I've gotten them to watch an MLS game and they go, oh, wait, like, there's like actually fun, exciting talent. I thought the MLS was boring. Like, nah, bro. The MLS has more action than most European competition. But yeah, yeah. I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to make <laughs> I'm not going to insult Burnley versus West Ham on a wet Tuesday night. <laughs> so $15 per game. What is BT Sports that, thinking? I don't even understand all that, man. But guys, we have some beer to talk about. And by guys, I mean Dre. I'm just so used to saying guys. But hey, Dre, we have beer to talk about. Um, I'll start yes, it off. Yes, we do. Um, going through my tour of the random crap in my fridge, I found some Land Shark Lager. And I'm going to be honest with you, um, it's like every lager you've ever had ever, but (laughs) this is from Margaritaville Brewing Company. Now, Dre, I'll buy your next bottle of whatever you want. Where is Margarita Brewing Company from? Oh, God. Uh, Margaritaville, uh, Jimmy Buffett, uh, uh, Florida. (laughs) I have no idea. You were close. I mean, I'm talking, you are very Damn. close. St. Louis, you know, ah. Missouri. Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah, you know, yeah. just a hip scop and a, and a throwaway. But, and, and what about you? What are what are you consuming this evening? In in a wonderful winter fashion, I have been making myself uh, Alton Brown's aged eggnog recipe. So this has been aging the fridge for about like two weeks, I think. So sprinkle some cinnamon on top and I got some aged eggnog. Uh, dude, uh, shout out to um, a very good friend of Andrew and myself, whose also name is Andrew. We call him Luco, but uh, he has a wonderful beard oil company, Warrior Warrior Beard Company. Please Actually, go. Check- I, 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 I don't know. We had sponsorships going already. <laughs> we'll give him the discount. We'll just send him the bill after the episode. <laughs> right, over. right, right, right. <laughs> but he uh, also had a um, a mixed drink YouTube page for a while. And he, how long did he age his oldest batch? So him and I did that. We it, The Alton Brown's recipe is actually a year long. You can age it up to a year uh, long, and it just develops complexity and flavor. And we did it in 2018, of December 2018. 
we made the batch, we recorded it, and then we did the tasting test all the way in December 2019 and released the video that year. So literally, we, we were sitting on the footage for a whole year to release that episode. And let me tell you, it is really good at the end of the year. All right, well, so everyone, you can kindly blame our friend Luco and Dre because I have to feel like you guys opening up that batch of eggnog is kind of like moving like a mummy from its tomb. And you guys <laughs> opened the eggnog and 2020 went to shit. Thanks, guys. <laughs> wow, what do you think of that? Yeah, way to, way to be fucking selfish, you prick. God damn it, Alton Brown. You've never failed me before. Why, why start now? But guys, we have some wonderful MLS action to discuss. So the last time we all sat down on the same Zoom call together and decided to talk, the Columbus Crew, yes, the little yellow football team from Ohio, was going up against probably, in my opinion, the second hottest team in the MLS, which was the New England Revolution. And guys, it is Unfortunately, not the game we all thought. Well, if you're Kyle and Alex, it's the game you thought. But for <laughs> the Dre game you've been, I, you've been begging for for a while. But overall, what was supposed to be an exciting back and forth counterattacking, the front power of Columbus going up against the front power of New England and Dre, this game was kind of boring, right? It, It's a 1-0 victory. I mean, this... This round didn't really live up to the excitement of the playing round in the first round where there were like three out of five games that went to overtime and penalties and all that. This game didn't didn't have that. Um, and honestly, I was I was a bit dis- disappointed in the performance of the of the front three of the top three of uh, New England and Buxa and Gustavo Bo and Carl, Charles Gill. I kind of expected a lot more from them, especially from their performance earlier in the playoffs in the first couple of rounds. I mean, they upset Philadelphia, and that was, you know, unforeseen. No one could have predicted that. And they they were kind of that team that, you know, in MLS we talk about it all the time where if you catch fire at the right time, you can, you know, make a, make a run. And they kind of did that from the playing round onward. And, you know, it all came crashing, burning here. Uh Bit disappointed because, like I said, Gustavo Bo and Gill were one of the most dangerous combinations. But this game uh, just ends in a 1 0 to Columbus. No, but I'm, I'm telling you right now, though, the only thing that really was encouraging leaving this game is the fact that, New, you know, New England was the hottest team in the MLS, at least offensively, coming into this game. I mean, I'm pretty sure people probably bet the car that at least two <laughs> goals were going in and New England would be looking pretty doing it. But, I mean, overall, I mean, the entire New England side looked extremely disappointing, and it just looked like, you know, maybe Cinderella's, you know, carriage finally turned into the pumpkin, and I don't know. <laughs> I'm not the Disney expert on this podcast. But, I mean, <laughs> I do want to give credit to Columbus, though. This is a team that is being absolutely solid defensively. I mean, Mencha is... You know, he almost got Defender of the Year, just got beaten out by Walker Zimmerman. But when we went back to our teams of the season, you really look at this guy. He was on, I think, every one. He was on my team, team. He was on everyone's team of the season. This guy played phenomenal and ended up setting up a beautiful assist to Arthur, who ended up putting in the game's only goal off of a really, really nice little tap-in cross. And, I mean, overall, this Columbus team... I think they have enough 
to really put up a fight in the final because of how defensively strong they are. And I mean, Mm. and having home field advantage in that final is going to be huge. I mean, it's going to be absolutely massive that they're going to be able to host that game. Uh, Shout out to my boy, Blake from the MLS gone wild podcast. This guy texted me at like 5 a.m. You know, once the final was set that he got tickets to the MLS cup final. So uh, I'm, I'm jealous, homie. I'm jealous, (laughs) but I mean, overall really excited to see what Columbus is going to do in the final. It's real. It's really, really good to see one of those original teams find their way, you know, through the playoffs and through the hell that is the MLS cup playoffs. But I mean, like I said, dude, for new England, this is a huge stepping stone because this is a team that got healthy late in the season and then showed the entire MLS, you know, what the hell they're about. Uh, I'm, I, if when we're, we're going to talk about our teams to watch out for next year. And I have a gut feeling like I'm going to be talking a lot, (laughs) a lot about new England, a lot about new England. Yeah. My, my last thoughts about, about this game is that Columbus is kind of one of those teams where they're not flashy. There's not a lot of flair. There's not a lot of, you know, discussion about them, but they kind of quietly in the background, you know, sneak into being a really, really good team. Um, you know, they, they were kind of towards the top for most of the season, or not most, towards the end of the season, really. At one point, they were, like, potentially making a supporter shield run and kind of Philly beat them out on it. But they, to me, they were never really on my radar. They were kind of quiet and just quietly, you know, snuck into a conference playoff and then, now the MLS Cup final. So they're they're not built with superstars. Now when you talk about attacking trios, you could talk about New England, you could talk about Minnesota, or you could talk about oh, you know Lodiero and Rui Diaz oh, and all those players. On. You gotta Zard- be talk- Zardes you- is great, but they don't they I, I, Zillarayon, Santos, come on, man. You gotta give players. these guys credit. I, I said I'm not saying they're bad players, but there's there's no Nagby, like, Darlington, Darlington Nagby every single year is quietly one of the best overall midfielders in the league. Put respect yes. on the yes. man's name. But, but what I'm saying is they like they always somehow sneak under at least my radar. And then I'm always surprised when they do as well as they're doing right now. It's, you know, some teams are just kind of always in the conversation. And this is this wasn't one of them until they made it. And now it's like, oh, shit, where do they come from? Kind of a deal. At, at least that's kind of how I feel. They kind of snuck up on me, but they do deserve to be here. There's there's no two ways about it. No, the the, the little yellow team that could. That's how I'm that's how I describe Columbus Crew, the little <laughs> yellow team that could. But guys, I keep saying okay guys. I'm used to you know more than Dre, so I have to like edit my so Dre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had what was. Now first of all, before I go into the game, let me just discuss to everyone we had the wonderful opportunity of having an absolutely fun watch party for this game. Please don't miss out on the Discord. The Discord is absolutely free. DM any one of our social media accounts, and we will send you the link. It's it also will be in the show notes as well, so check that out. We had a wonderful watch party, and there is nothing better than at 11.30 at night where at least 12 people were waking up the rest of their house with what was the MLS game of the playoffs. This was the best game of the playoffs so far. Ooh, there was a couple of uh, couple oh, games no, that were no, that was, no, no, I'm not going to no, lie. No. I'm not going to lie. No. No, I ref- I refuse to allow you to say that this wasn't one of First of all, not only was the best game of the playoffs so far, 
This is top three best MLS playoff games ever. I, I this game had this game had everything, guys. We are talking about the Western Conference Final, which showed Seattle Sounders defeating the Minnesota United Swans, the Loons, whatever you want to call them. Guys, we had it all. We had a two-goal lead that was erased for a 3-2 victory for Seattle. If you took away the first 88 minutes of this game, Minnesota is shocking the world and getting to the playoffs. But, Dre, there's this guy named Raul Rui Diaz who you should be marking on the back post. I mean, if you're, to- if you're smart, then yes. Shout- Shout out to our boy Adam Booth, who was a part of the watch party, who said, maybe, maybe you mark the deadliest striker in the MLS at the moment. Maybe, maybe you maybe you mark him. And then maybe... Or maybe you lose, you know? Oh, but I, my heart did... Again, everyone from the pod did end up choosing Seattle to win this game. And God, if we weren't sweating for about 88 <laughs> minutes of it. But guys, what was... An absolutely incredible comeback. Three goals after the 75th minute for Seattle to complete the comeback. I mean, Dre, this is just Brian Schmetzer masterclass. This uh, also- I mean, there's no two ways about it. And, and I mean, good freaking God. And we all called it. We all called it. The one thing that I love about Seattle which I would wish all of my soccer teams would do is, oh, it doesn't matter what the score is. We're going to go complete full send. We are going to send everything at you. You know, when Raul Ruiz put in the 89th minute goal, everyone is like starting to kind of talk about, oh my God, overtime. Now we're going to overtime. Now we're going to overtime. You know who wasn't talking about overtime? The Seattle Seattle Sounders, who (laughs) were kindly saying, nah, bro, it's kind of late on the East Coast. We want to respect the people who are trying to get some sleep tonight. We're just going to win this game in regulation. We we, we know some people got work in the morning, so we got to let them go to sleep. And I'm telling you right now, what was an absolutely aggressive game, yellow cards early, the ref kind of lost control of this game for a little bit. It did get very choppy. An An almost penalty, which a lot of people, like, towards the end, like... Yeah, that was... How did that you was something. That? I, I think that should have been called. I mean, but I'm telling you right now, I Minnesota, think that- he was in the box. The guy from Minnesota so as up, we, clips him in the back. back as, leg. We were, as we are talking about, Raul Dunn got clipped in the back of the leg in the box by a Minnesota player. I do forget his name. Didn't write it down, and I absolutely hate myself that I didn't write it down. But overall, it, it is it is very it, that. It, a lot of people were thinking, oh, if Seattle's not going to get that call, oh, maybe Minnesota does have the opportunity. But I want to give a shout out once again, Dre. Reynoso. I mean, good freaking God. Bullet, respect of my man's name. Bullet, he only bullet, joined the MLS in what, September? Bullet, and bullet, yeah, Bullet would no. He joined the MLS in September and is already one of the shining stars. In these playoffs alone, He's had, correct me if I'm wrong, seven assists, which if that's not an MLS playoff record, it's damn near close in second or third, I imagine, and also had a goal in this game himself. This kid showed up, and he's on fire, and it it definitely shows that Minnesota, you know, spending all the time they spent to bring him over to their team was definitely worth it. Whoever scouted him, I hope they give that man a bonus because he did his job right. Yo, that free kick was so delicious. 
my God. Oh. Minnesota, like the way they played in the beginning of the game, it shows that they belong to be here. They they had it right for a while, and then uh, you know the wheels fell off at the end. But they they I think they deserve to be here. And honestly, for the first hour and, and change, they like all of us, and not all of us, a lot of us thought it was game over. You know, up until that 75th minute goal, we're like, okay, okay, now we got something here. But you know, for a long time, we're, we just rode off Seattle. Like, damn, they One. they just lost this. Once DeBassi put in that second goal for Minnesota, I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm talking with the, you know, the discord where we were on and I'm sitting here like, is Minnesota really about to completely sweep the Western conference and get to the final? And I'm just, I, I'm just, and it baffles me because this is a team that's only in their second year of existence. Like give that is absolutely madness to me, but Another record that a lot of people aren't talking about, this is the seventh straight game Nicholas Ladero has had an assist in a playoff game. Ooh. That's pretty That's pretty freaking impressive. And, I mean, is this assist not the most important assist coming off of the corner that gives Svensson the header for the game winner yeah, in extra yeah. in stoppage time. Oh my god. Like this I, I love stoppage time goals. They like they that's Harp, oh it's Harper. It, 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 like, if it's for, your team, you just celebrate like a motherfucker. If it's not your team, then you experience heartbreak worse than breakups. It's you know, it, it it's it'll a very emotional part having stoppage time goals. Oh, One other god. interesting fact that I learned from this game was that um what was it? This was actually Minnesota United's first ever goal from a free kick in the history of the club and it came in the playoffs. So that was good timing for, yeah, pretty good timing for them to, to, you know, pull that out of their pocket. Um, unfortunately it wasn't enough, but man, like you, you love to see these games cause it's a comeback and it's, it's almost like the way Minnesota played, it made Seattle the underdog, even though all of us chose Seattle to win, but you know, coming back from a two zero deficit to win three zero, like Minnesota made Seattle the underdog and Seattle pulled it off. But I'm telling you right now, though, you you look at some of the biggest teams in Europe. You you know you look at your Bayern Munichs, you look at your you know Juventus, you look at your Liverpools, and you look at like those massive clubs. When they go down a couple goals, you're you Sunderland Sund- Sund- United. Oh. <laughs> First of all, I, that that video that's been circling around. I don't know what fan base hates Sunderland, but that video is absolute gold, dude. When they start singing the song about giving away free season tickets with a Happy Meal, I lost it. I'm just like I, I'm sitting here and I I can't. I I, I, I lost it with the uh, the hot dog and a hamburger hot bun. Hot dog, I, sausage, I and a burger bun. You get your hot dogs. <laughs> Oh my god! For those of you who don't know, we'll put the clip in the show notes. But it's absolutely hilarious. It's oh my god! It'll it'll if you want a good laugh, that's a good freak, dude. When the freaking uh, Ronald McDonald lookalikes go outside the KFC, (laughs) that's uh, what do you think of KFC? Shit! What do you think of shit? KFC? We ain't KFC. We have KFC. God, is the internet not is the internet not wonderful? It's absolutely wonderful. But as I was saying, I'm telling you right now, like you look at teams like Seattle and you look at their experience and you look at the firepower they have. And I can say with clear as day superiority with this firepower, like they just have guys who you just they're 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 idle the whole game. And then what just happened? Wait, we gave up three goals in 15 minutes. What shit? Like that's dude, that's that's my God. I love watching the Seattle team. I, I, I say it all the time. I wish 
the Red Bull had half of this. I wish half the MLS had half of the energy that Seattle brings. And apparently Brian Schmetzer's coming up on um, the end of his contract. And, Ooh, if I was the Seattle, and if I was the Seattle Sounders, I would pay the man in gold. I would be like, you may take our finest steeds and all of the town's gold. I don't know how much gold Seattle has, but like not the team Seattle. I'm talking about the town. Like, <laughs> Start naming buildings after that. <clears throat> there you go. So guys, we got, I have got to stop saying guys. <laughs> hey, Trey. It's like, hey, Trey. What's up? We have What's an up? MLS final to talk about. Holy, who would have thought in a pandemic year we would have even gotten to this point? Like, yeah, let's be- I mean, there were there were times early on where honestly, even, even some of us were talking, just cancel the season, have a, you know, hockey's had lockout seasons, not through pandemics, but they've had it. So we, uh, there were times early on where we didn't know much about this virus. We were also like, yeah, man, just just cancel it. And here we are. No, but dude, that's exactly it. Like we had that discussion and that was a scary discussion to have. It really was to think that like. Holy crap, man. They're just going to shut down everything. But I give MLS... We would have never found Caden Clark. <laughs> yeah, we, but yeah, yeah, we would have. He would have been stocking shelves at the local shop rate, you know, yeah, on minimum wage. Because that's what 17-year-olds do. Yeah. But, but overall, I mean, you really look at it like... I, I, I'm baffled that we've gotten to this point. And I'm so happy we've gotten to this point because... I again, this is another thing, and I know we're going to talk about it like on our season conclusion episode on in the postseason and stuff like that. I am so proud of Dre. I'm sober. Hand to my heart. I'm sober. Are you? Hand to my heart. I'm sober. I appreciate the work Don Garber and the MLS has done this year. They've they've compared to some of the other Amer. I'm not going to talk about European sports. Not talking here. We are talking about everything within the United States of America. The MLS handled their shit better than everyone fucking else. They did. Yeah. And I and I really that's not even a hard answer. Yes, the NBA, they did their short season, the NHL did their short season, the MLB did their short season. Give the MLS credit. The MLS basically did their full season and did their full playoffs. And outside of two teams that really couldn't get their shit together, I'm looking at you, Colorado. Dallas. Do we, do we, do we, eh. I'm <laughs> I, it's more Colorado. Seriously, there's nothing. Colorado, yeah, Colorado definitely is the, the, the one. But seriously, Colorado. Like, there's nothing around you. There are teams in metropolitan areas, cities, who aren't getting COVID. How are you getting COVID? That's besides the point. We have an MLS final to talk about, and I'm just really happy that we've gotten to this point. Now, Dre, I will let you go first, and you can explain to the the wonderful listeners who you are picking and why you are picking them. All right. So at this point, my bracket's busted. Your bracket's busted. I'm sure 90% no, no, of the listeners' no. brackets there, are busted. No, there is not one bracket left. I'd, and if you if, say your bracket is still good, you're lying. <laughs> show me. Show me. Because um, I guarantee, like, my, my bracket had Columbus-Philly in the conference final, so that, that went out round one. Um, but this MLS Cup final is going to have Seattle Sounders versus Columbus crew. Now, I am picking Columbus, which is weird to say, but my, my reasoning goes back to what I said before. All the fanfare, all the... The, the loud noises and attention is on Seattle. And everyone knows Ruiz Diaz and Lodiero and, and all these amazing players that 
Seattle has. But this whole time, Columbus has quietly been in the background, sneaking in the playoffs, sneaking into the conference final, winning that. They seem to be just a little bit more methodical about it, whereas Seattle's kind of just firepower, energy, and flash, where Columbus is the opposite of that and kind of just like composed team system. They don't rely on like one specific player. They kind of together. And I feel like when it comes to uh, when it comes to the clash, if if uh, Columbus can keep their composure, I think they have a real shot at getting this one. And on top of that, I want my boy Derek Entian Jr. to get an MLS Cup so he can look at the Red Bull and be like, "Hey guys, look at this! It's shiny." As oh, yeah. as you have all listened in our first twenty five minutes or so on this podcast. Kyle and Alex are not here with us today. They are they are on holiday as they deserve. Those boys have put in a hell of a season, and before we have our big MLS final episode, they they they're both taking a well needed rest. And if you have been following the trend, they're both going with Dre, and they're both going with the team from Columbus. I do want to give a shout out to both Kyle and Alex since day one, our first episode. They have been preaching Columbus, saying it's the team to watch. They have the pieces. They can make the run. They have the coaching. And gosh darn it, if that yellow football team hasn't done, gone, done everything that the haters said that they couldn't do. Yeah. Columbus, like, winning the MLS Cup this year would be like winning a chess game with a pawn, you know? It's it's not one of the better play you know pieces on there. Everything else brag. is gone, but you're hey, you could brag. win. You're not gonna brag about it to your homies, like yeah. But hey, you win a chess game with the pawn. You win it. You win a chess game with the queen. Either way, you won the game. And I respect all of your opinions highly, because I think you're all smart individuals. But if you think I'm gonna go against Raul Ruiz Diaz, Nicholas Ladero. Jordan Morris, who we barely talked about on this episode today, and the greatest coach to ever bless the MLS in Brian Schmetzer. Yeah, that's right. I'm calling him the greatest coach of all time. Yeah, I'm calling it. I don't. He's, have he's up. There. I mean, as far as MLS goes, you, yeah, you can't really fight, argue I'm, that. I'm, Bruce I'm Arena, t- maybe, but I'm telling you right now, Seattle's going to take this, and it's going to be close. It is going to be close because I'm excited to see what this Seattle offense looks against this Seattle, this Columbus defense. But a lot of people haven't been talking about how good Stephen Fry has been in these playoffs, and they haven't been talking about how consistent the defense is. But I, I honestly, honestly think this is going to come down to set pieces. It's going to come down to free kicks and corners. And I really don't see a better team in the MLS during the back end of the season besides Seattle when it came to finishing from those set pieces. And when this is going to become a game of push and shove, I, I just I, I think Seattle is going to take it. Brian Schmetzer is going to put the correct game plan in place. And, and then just my final thing is Seattle's been there. Seattle's done that. This is the same team basically from last year. They have winning MLS Cup in their DNA, and that's something that they have over Columbus. I would say the only advantage Columbus has in this game is the fact that they are home. They will have home fans, and I think that actually will end up being a, a big factor. Yeah, yeah. For you know, teams that have played most of the season, you know, with no fans in the arena, minus you know a couple teams here or there, that definitely is a factor. 
I don't see this game being a high-scoring one. I, I see maybe one goal difference between uh, whatever the end scoreline is. I don't think Seattle puts in three, and I don't think Columbus puts in three either. I think it's going to be a you know two-one, one-zero, something like that. It's going to be a low-scoring game. Columbus doesn't do you know four-one games or three-one games. They kind of like I said, they're methodical and they'll beat you one-zero and they'll they'll take it all the way to the goddamn finals. You know, so. I don't see it being a, a high-scoring game, but I, I still do see Columbus taking it. No, I, I you know what? I agree with you. I think I, I for some reason, am having a feeling like we're going to see a two-one final score. Yeah, well, this like, is I this is not going to be one of those games where, uh, you know, it's a goal fest and teams are like fuck defense. What's that? Just trade goals back and forth and see how high I get the tally. Uh, if you get a goal in this game, you best believe that. Um, it's an important one because you, I, I don't think either team are going to get many goals. And that is all we're going to be discussing, at least on the MLS side of this podcast. We are super, super excited, boys and girls. MLS Cup final, Saturday night, 8 o'clock. But it's the MLS, so it's going to start at like 8.25. Just don't even, don't even turn the TV on before 8.30. You know, you'll be fine. No, because you know what? The MLS always has that problem where they like, oh, the game starts at 8 o'clock and then randomly it'll start at 8.20. But then there are days where like it's 8 o'clock kickoff and they actually kick off at 8 o'clock. And I'm sitting here like, uh, pick one. Like, is it this or is it this? Like, help me out here, guys. Help me help you. Help me help (laughs) you. Help me help you. But guys, we are continuing the tradition. We are getting in the Prius. We have Starbucks in hand. We have our flannel, tight jeans, and hipster boots. And guys, we are going to the farmer's market, and Dre's got a stand for us. Dre, what are you selling today? All right. So as we talked about last week, we finally began a new journey, and that is following Matt's favorite farmer's league in the world, and that's the Bundesliga, with the history and creation of a team known as SSV Markranstadt, or better known as RB Leipzig. I don't so, want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, right now I'm sure the Man U fan doesn't want to talk about RB Leipzig. But I'm going to make you listen anyway. <laughs> so the the history of how this team came to be, we're going to go pretty quickly about how they started, and then we'll have multiple weeks, kind of like the Ballad of Freddie do here. In around 2006, the Red Bull Energy Drink Company was looking to add a Bundesliga team. So first, they approach a team in the eastern German city of Leipzig called FC Sachsen Leipzig. However, fans really didn't want to you know, have anything to do with Red Bull. There was violence. There was protests. On top of that, the German Football Federation didn't approve the name. That's out of there. Next year, they approach a club from Hamburg, actually a team that used to be in the uh, Bundesliga pretty recently in FC St. Pauli. Same deal. Fans want nothing to do with Red Bull. There's violence, and they these fans protested when uh, the Red Bull company was going to get a team in Salzburg, so they really didn't want Red Bull taking over their club. Next, they go over to a team that I really don't like. It's uh, Bayern's main rival and uh, 1859 plus one Munich, and they had some discussions, backdoor discussions. Nothing really went. Lastly, they tried to get Fortuna Dusseldorf, a team with a hundred-year club history. They were in the Bundesliga. Same deal. DFB does not allow that deal to go through, and the fans don't also. Eventually, the team's like, screw it. We're going back to Leipzig. 
Uh, Franz Beckenbauer recommended from the beginning that Red Bull look for a team in Leipzig because there's a big market there with not a big Bundesliga team. So eventually they approach SSV Makranstadt, who's in the fifth tier. And the reason they went to the fifth tier, they already tried the fourth tier. They already tried the second tier. They tried Bundesliga. They tried getting all these clubs to buy their rights from them. Never had any luck. The reason they had luck in SSV Makerstadt in the fifth tier is because you do not need the DFB to approve licensing rights in the fifth tier. So they came up with a plan. We're getting this team in the fifth tier. In eight years, we want them promoted. So that is the journey we will see of how this team got promoted all the way to being runners up in the Bundesliga. So stay tuned for next week. It's kind of crazy how quickly... RB Leipzig went from like literally nothing to like, hey, we're going to be a power. Like, yeah, Tw- gonna- 2009 is when the team officially formed uh, RB Leipzig. And in like 2015, I think they were already in the Bundesliga. 2016, I think they were runners up. So, yeah. Hey, look what happens when you invest money in your team properly. That's me throwing shade at half the MLS. Dre. We are now at the part of our podcast. See, I did that transition correctly. There you go. Hey, it only took me 33 minutes. <laughs> Dre, we are at the part of our episode where we bitch and we moan about the shit in our lives that's really annoying the crap out of us. Uh, I'm going to be really, really quick. So what's pissing me off is I think I hurt myself at work the other day. Uh, I'm pretty sure I broke a rib. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. And... Unfortunately, I'm one of many Americans who runs their own business, and I don't have the luxury of taking time off during my day to miss accounts and not get paid, go to a doctor, tell me my rib is broken so that I can sit at home for six to eight weeks and not make money. So I'm now in that awkward position where I'm like, okay, it hurts. It hurts really bad. If you're asking about the pain scale, it's a nine. I'm averaging a nine all day. And I don't know what to do. And that's what's pissing me off. Because now I'm basically sitting here like, I'm just hoping that the pain goes away. And I'm hoping that it's not a break. But it's, I'm like basically positive it's a break. So, Are yeah. you just taking Tylenol like Tic Tacs at this point? No, I'm just drinking. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just drinking beer. Not on the job. I'm just drinking <laughs> I'm like, you drive a lot for work, don't you, man? <laughs> no, no, no. During the work day, it, no. Dur- it's on. During the work day, it's Tylenol. It's Motrin. It's Advil. The second I park and my day is done, I'm cracking open, at this point, a very room-temperature beer. (laughs) And what about yourself, kid? So I'm confused, and I feel like, I guess, the thing that's pissed me off is, like, almost me or, I don't know, the universe. So you guys remember a couple weeks back, I went to Utah for for this uh, hunting trip, and I was out for an episode. Um, so it's gotten pretty cold here in Jersey and I want to go out for some walks and stuff after work because it gets dark at fucking four o'clock. So I want to I get some outside time in. And yesterday I'm like, all right, I'm going to throw on my, uh, my wool, uh, base layers, get warm and then go outside for some walks. And I'm digging through my closet. I have two sets of base layers. I have Under Armour, then I have Smart Wool. I found the pants from Under Armour, no shirt from Under Armour. And I found the shirt from Smart Wool, no pants from Smart Wool. And I'm sitting over here like... How do I lose one piece of the Under Armour and the other piece from the Smart Wool? I can't fucking find them both because I really want to wear the wool one. It's nice, you know, it keeps you warm when you're walking outside. And I'm like, I can't fucking find this shit. So literally somehow the universe lost one article of the Smart Wool set and one article of the Under Armour set. And I can't fucking mix and match them. So that's pissing me off. 
Just ask your significant other to go find it for you because basically yeah. every single time I lose anything, my wife immediately says, have you checked this? And I go, yes, it's the first place I checked. And then she checks it and it's usually right, right on top. <laughs> and it, I'm, I usually look like a freaking idiot. But I swear yeah. to God, I remember like when I got back doing all my laundry and I remember it being there. And there's only one spot where I keep it. That's where I found the shit that I'm wearing right now. Oh my and God. I, I literally don't know where the fuck it is. Like I feel like my dryer fucking ate it like a sock. Do the women in our lives steal our clothes, put them in places they know we won't look, and then when we ask them to go look, it's right there, and they make us look like an idiot? No, it's it's so it's so we don't leave them. Because if we leave them, we'll never fucking find it. We'll just all our shit will always be perpetually lost. That's how I, they keep. It I feel like I feel like we just like found the link to like Illuminati, and we're now on the Clinton hit list. Oh God! Oh God! Maybe maybe we shouldn't air this episode. Oh God! I'm not putting this out. <laughs> we can't go back. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, no, that is... God, Dre, we, we did good on time. I, I, I can't complain here. We, we, you know, maybe we don't need Kyle and Alex. No, I'm <laughs> down. I, like, I like those guys way too much to not have them on the pod. But, guys, that is another wonderful... I think it was a wonderful episode. I'm tooting my own horn, so deal with it. Another wonderful episode of Posts and Pints, the perfect MLS podcast. Now, Dre, they can find us on all social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, on YouTube. Please go check out our wonderful collab we just recently did with the Benchwarmers FC podcast. Absolutely fun. The feedback we've gotten has been incredible. Thank you for everyone who has taken the time to observe it and dre where can they listen to us so you guys can listen to us anywhere that podcasts are found anywhere you listen to your shows that includes apple Podcasts, google podcast uh we are now on stitcher we're on TuneIn radio we're on spotify and soon to be on pandora and also on amazon music so wherever you uh you check your shit out you'll find us there and please leave us a five-star review and tell matt to shave his mustache Actually, that's also what's pissing me off. Unfortunately, this Friday, boys and girls, <sighs> November is over, which means the mustache is his time. He had a good life, Dre. Okay, I'm gonna have a memorial. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna invite people over. <laughs> Dre, Dre, dress accordingly. Okay. We're gonna have a little, we're gonna have a little memorial, and it, it, I'm, I'm gonna get upset. I'm gonna, should I'm gonna I, should cry I pour, pour one out for the homie next episode? Yeah, no, literally pour one out, like pour two, one for <laughs> each mustache, because I keep it separated. <laughs> but guys, once again, thank you so much for checking out posts and pints, the perfect MLS banter and beer drinking podcast. We will see you guys after the MLS Cup final. Hopefully that hopefully this episode is out by Wednesday and follow up with the MLS episode being out uh MLS final episode being out on Tuesday. So from Dre and myself, my name is Matt. Guys, have a great rest of your evening and hopefully the team you choose to win the final, if that is Seattle, will win. So, guys, have a great night. Be safe. Love you. I'm not confident.